Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Plus Model Radio, the number one podcast for plus-size women. I am your special guest host tonight, Erica Watson, coming to you live from New York City. And today, just in case you didn't know, is Monday, March 18, 2013. Now, before we get started, I want to remind you all to make sure you like Plus Model Radio's Facebook page at facebook.com backslash plusmodelradio. And follow them on Twitter as well at Plus Model Radio. Now, Plus Model Radio was introduced to the Kirby community on March 17, 2008, and today marks the fifth anniversary. And that's why I'm here today guest hosting. I have taken over the show. Your ears are not deceiving you. Shanice Lewis, our beautiful host normally, is not hosting tonight. I'm taking over because I feel as though since we've been doing this show for five years, Shanice has done her best to support and spread the word about everyone in the plus industry that is doing great things. And I think today of all days would be a great day to show her some love and let you all get to know her a little better, okay? So let me introduce to you our guest for this evening. Shanice Lewis is a sought-after keynote speaker, expert commentator, and a positive body image and self-esteem advocate who has made history by being the first woman crowned Miss Plus America in 2003. Her unique story and prestigious career have been featured on countless media outlets such as Dr. Phil, The Insider, E! News, Extra, The National Examiner, iVillage, Figure Magazine, and USA Today. As a philanthropist, she is the ambassador of the Binge Eating Disorder Association, also known as BETA, sits on the celebrity board of the nonprofit organization Set Up Incorporated and served as the immediate past president of the Hollywood chapter of the National Organization of Women. For six years, Shanice has produced Hollywood Now's Love Your Body Day, an annual event where women of all sizes come together together, excuse me, to celebrate a day of self-acceptance and to promote positive body image. Her 2010 Love Your Body campaign, where she posed nude with America's next top model, Whitney Thompson, garnered international media attention and magnified her role as a leading positive body image advocate. Now, as an actress, her work on BET's hit show, Hell Date, showed her impeccable improvisational skills and comedic abilities and kept millions tuning in weekly. Shanice has worked with various plus-size brands in different capacities as a model for Torrid and the Coast to Coast Curve spokesperson for Ashley Stewart. In addition, she is an in-demand host for plus-size fashion shows and events. Shanice's unique perspective as a plus-size woman and role model enables her to connect with real women across the country. It's no wonder that Plus Model Magazine called her a leader in the Kirby Revolution. Now, I know that was a long introduction, and I probably should have shortened that, but I really wanted to talk about all of Shanice's accomplishments and uh Sing her praises because she won't do it herself, okay? So uh, ignore the long introduction. It's, she's worthy of even more than that. So I want to welcome the beautiful, the talented, the most amazing, and my girl, Shanice Lewis. Yay! <laughs> welcome, welcome to my show, Shanice. I am taking over, right? And like, yes. And, Right now, I feel like when, remember when Oprah back in the day used to let Ayala come and take over her show, and uh-huh. then stuff just went haywire, so I'm trying to be on my best behavior tonight, so you invite me to come back again in the future. 
please do. Okay, good. So, Shanice, I mean, what I want to do tonight is instead of having a very formal interview with you, I, I want to have a conversation really because you are my friend and you've been one of my biggest cheerleaders as I pursued my career um, as a comedian. And um, I just felt that people should really just get to know the Shanice that is not only the entrepreneur and the businesswoman and the spokesperson, but also just a good girlfriend that you can sit and, you know, have a, a nice meal with and, and talk about good times. So I hope that's okay with you. Yeah, it's, it's, I guess. I'll see what you ask and we'll see. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> no, I promise I'm going to be on my best behavior. Um, but I want to know, since we are here celebrating five years of Plus Model Radio, like, I've always wanted to know, how did the podcast even come about? Well, um, the podcast came about because I uh, became interested in hosting. And so before I even did the podcast, I went to hosting classes. So a lot of people, you know, all of a sudden want to host events and host things. But I actually went to uh, two classes out here for it and kind of uh, learned the ropes. And I wanted to uh, – I wanted uh, a forum, but I also wanted to practice because this podcast for five years um, has made me a great interviewer, so it's made my hosting skills better. And I approached Mm -hmm. Maddie because I already had a relationship with her because prior to the podcast, I was an empowerment editor for Plus Model Magazine. I don't know if people remember that, but I I wrote a couple of articles. And so um, when I approached her, she was like, yeah, we were thinking about doing it. We didn't know who was going to do it. You know, it's a perfect ideal. You're a perfect match. And, you know, I ran away with it, and the rest is history. Yeah. I mean, shout out to Maddie, by the way, who um, is one of my closest friends in this uh, Plus industry. And I really look up to her and admire everything that she's done with Plus Model Magazine and I feel like Plus Model Radio is really what takes the magazine itself to the next level because um, you get to expose people that may not have what it takes to make it in the magazine to be a model or may not even want to be a model, but um, you are able to shed light on folks that are in the Plus industry that many people don't know about. Did you set out to do that on purpose or did it just kind of happen? Like, you know, how was the show grown over the years and, and metamorphosed into what it is now? Well, I think initially um, I would try to interview people that were in the magazine that must, but then it kind of morphed into its own thing. And, you know, just because you're a model doesn't necessarily mean that people are going to be interested in what you're saying because model yeah. is more about your look <laughs> And, you know, just because you're a model, it, it, you have to have, like, a message or, or something exciting going on to be a, a, a good interview on Plus Mile Radio. So mm-hmm. I just go with people who are promoting things, people who have great stories to tell, people who are inspirational and, um, you know, still in the Kirby community. So it's a great compliment to uh, Plus Model Magazine. Yeah. So what have been some of your fondest memories over the last five years from doing the podcast? You know, maybe it's a a particular um, platform that you promoted or maybe it was a guest you had or a funny moment. Tell me about the last five years, something that was really stuck out to you. Um, Well, yeah, well, I want to say first that the top five moments are in this month's edition of Plus Model Magazine. So if you haven't checked that out, go read that. But I will say um, what I love, you know, I, I go and do a lot of plus-size events around the country, and I love when people tell me, I listen to you all the time. That's what <laughs> I really like. And, you know, when I interview people on the show, I guess it's almost, you know, like we're having a, a conversation. So I make so many friends in the community after I interview because when, you know, I interview and I say keep in touch, I really mean it. So I think the best thing over the five years are the bonds and the relationships I've grown uh, through my interviews on the podcast. Yeah. Well, I love listening. I listen all the time that you've had me on the show before and um and have interviewed me um 
over the years, and I really appreciate it. And I, I love tuning in because I feel like your guest list is always so diverse. It's not one size fit all, just like the plus community shouldn't be and plus clothes shouldn't be. Um, you'll have designers on. You'll have uh, people that are brand ambassadors for different labels. I, I just love that you are so diverse and so mainstream and that um, – you understand yourself that the plus size community isn't just one woman and one size. So I really want to commend you for that and thank you for exposing us to the people that you have exposed us to over the last five years. Right, and that's been a uh, calculated move on purpose. Um, you know, some people that might not be an, a great fit for the magazine but have an interesting story to tell, you know, I'll put them on a radio show. So it gives another platform because, you know, the whole purpose of the magazine and the radio show is to spotlight people doing positive things in the community, a platform to promote people doing great things. So, you know, I just, I just love being able to help others with my forum and platform. Yeah. Now, I know um, you got your start, so to speak, in the plus industry when you were crowned Miss Plus America back in 2003. Uh, when you won, the, well, before I even get to you winning, what made you have the courage even to just step out there and get into not only a beauty pageant contest, but one that's celebrating curves? Uh, well, confidence was never something I was lacking growing up. You know, I always <laughs> thought I was cute. I always mm-hmm. thought I had it going on. So, I mean, when I first it started with the interest in plus-size modeling, but I was living in Baton Louisiana. It's not necessarily the entertainment capital of the world. So there were limited opportunities of things I could do locally. So I did um, – a search on the internet because I was just looking for opportunities. And, you know, mm-hmm. something I did that people don't do now, you know, I actually researched and I actually looked for uh, things. I, you know, you know, that was a, a big part, just being active about what I was interested in doing. And um, I stumbled across the pageant um, on uh, Venus Diva. It's called Daily Venus Diva, but before then it was uh, Venus Diva, and I, I found a blurb on that website about the Miss Plus America pageant. It's its first year, and they're looking for people to enter. And so I just went for it. Like, I just wanted exposure. And from my my research with the plus modeling, I saw that I didn't necessarily have the perfect height and the perfect stats to be uh, agency rep. So I didn't just dwell on being a plus model mm-hmm. my whole life. And oh Lord Jesus, I can't get signed. Woe is me! <laughs> I kept it moving and looked for other opportunities and used my title to get me in the door. Yeah, you know what? This is the thing. I'm in the plus industry, so to speak so to speak, because I am a comedian, I'm an actress, I'm a performer, I'm out there, and I also happen to be plus size. But I've never necessarily wanted to be a plus model. And I find that every girl you come across, everybody wants to be a model, whether they are four foot one or whatever. And I just wonder sometimes how many of them really – want to be a model because it's their passion and it's in them and they would be awesome and good at it. And how many are using that as an opportunity to build up their own self-esteem, which I guess there's nothing wrong with that, but if you're looking for the modeling world to fill a void in something that you don't already have just in your normal life, I don't think it will work. Right, right. And I agree. And, I mean, I don't ever tell anybody not to pursue something. You know, nobody yes. told me, oh, you, you just can't do it. You're a joke. Ha, ha, ha. But I just think be realistic. And yes. if it's other things to do in the plus industry besides model, and I'm a, a living testimony of that. Right. And, you know, also with you talking about people doing research, one of the questions that I can't stand to get 
from aspiring models is when they meet me and say, can you tell me how to be a plus model? And I'm like, well, for one thing, if you even did your research and Googled me before you came to this event where I'm speaking, you would know I'm not even a plus model. I'm just a a big girl that tells jokes for a living, and I happen to know those of you all who are leaders in the plus industry, but I'm not a plus model. Um, They don't even give the question to the right person. They don't do the research to know who the major players are, who are the people that are in charge of the different modeling agencies. They don't they don't even know the presidents or the leaders of the brands they want to represent. So I think that um, it's really important that people research, and I'm so glad that you brought that up, that you took the time to get online and research and kind of see where you could fit in with this and look how it works for you. Right, and, you know, that was 10 years ago. Uh, The information that will come up on Google now or the information in Plus Model Magazine alone is way more than I had access to 10 years ago. So it's no that people should be asking the same questions over and over. Yeah, definitely. And you know what? It's like, like you said, we don't want to discourage anybody, but you definitely want people to be realistic. I spoke at a panel not too long ago for aspiring plus models. I was there moderating, more so to speak. And um, and people also wanted to work in the entertainment industry that were there in the audience. And my main thing to them was make sure you do a self-assessment of who you are, what your talents are, and know what your goals and aspirations truly are um, and, and what the motivation is behind what you're doing. And I think that you are a true example of somebody that's very focused, that does the research, and does the work. Because people don't want to do the work. They want things handed to them. You've got to do the work. And I find that especially in the plus industry a lot where people think that because they're cute or whatever it is, they're going to be a top model tomorrow. And they don't realize the work and the dedication that women put in for years in order to to land that Ashley Stewart or that Lane Bryant contract. Right, right, because you have to realize I learned about the plus community in the summer of 2000, so this is the 13th year that I've been in the industry. So some people be like, well, how are you able to do this or do that? It's, you know, not just a week of work. It's years of work. Yeah, definitely. So on that note, I will say to anybody listening, if you want to be a plus model and it's in your heart and it's really what you want to do, and no matter how tall you are, what your hair looks like, what your complexion is, do the research, do the work. Uh, Plus Model Mag is the premier destination as a resource for women that want to be models. Get on there and and read. Um, Maddie lays it all out for you from everything from what a comp card is, and and that's another thing. Let me change the subject. People, like, on Facebook and social media have plus model in the middle of their name, but then when you ask them for a con card, they don't know what a con card is. I'm like, well, how are you modeling and you ain't got no con card? But you got this picture your boyfriend to you on your cell phone. Like, girl, stop it. But And I'm not, and once again, I don't want anybody listening to this and think I'm busy anybody. You, If you say you're a model, I believe it. I trust what you say. But do the work so that you can really be taken seriously in the industry. And um, anything that's worth having is really worth working for. And um, you, other than Beyonce and Oprah, I think you might be the third hardest working woman in show business. You, you might be more harder than me, Shanice. Because <laughs> I get lazy well, sometimes. I don't have Oprah and Beyonce money, so that's what we try right. to get to. <laughs> Hello, I want the money. Um, <laughs> so let me. <laughs> now, um, one way that a lot of people also know you, you know, in addition to hosting this and seeing you all over the place, is your work with Love Your Body Day. And I have to say, um, I only attended once, and it was amazing um, when I came that year. You actually did something really special for me that year that I don't even want to get into right now because the show is about you. But um, I want to know why isn't Love Your Body Day around anymore? Like, you done been all on national media posing naked with the girl, (laughs) and you done exposed everything, and now there is no more Love Your Body Day. What's going on? Well, uh, people always thought that I created the concept of Love Your Body Day, but Love Your Body Day had been around since like 1997 or 1998, and that was something that the 
National Organization of Women created. And when I moved to Los Angeles, you know, I was hustling, trying to get my name out, and I um, have became the spokesperson of these wristbands that had Love Your Body on it. I don't know if you remember that, but it was Love Your Body wristbands. And so everybody had wristbands for everything. They were real popular. And so Mm -hmm. um, the lady over that uh, project told me about now, and she was like, they have something called Love Your Body Day. You should go, you know, research and try and get involved with that. So, again, I did my research. I didn't ask anybody to hook me up. And I reached out to the organization. And just so happens when I reached out, there was a newly formed Hollywood chapter that was looking for people to join. And since it was newly formed, I kind of could go in and and do about anything I wanted to. And I was like, you know, ladies, I'm already promoting positive body image and self-esteem. I like to take on this task and have an event. And they were like, great, whatever you want to do, we support you. And Mm -hmm. just let us know and you take the lead. And so I started off as a real small event, and it was just one day. It was real small, and it was a community event because it was for, a, you know, a nonprofit organization. And, you know, it just grew and grew and grew and grew. And so the bigger it got, you know, first of all, since it was for an organization, I wasn't making money off of it. That was my volunteer service. And mm-hmm. which I'm fine with, and and but it just grew to this massive event, and it, it expanded to three days, and my help didn't expand as the event was expanding. Also, another thing is, the bigger it got, I was able to get uh, sponsored by the city of West Hollywood. Now that's very important to point out because I don't think any other plus size event has been sponsored by a city. Like I could have meters blocked off. I could have, you know, special mm-hmm. city perks. I was sponsored by the whole city. That was a big deal. The mayor would come. Mm-hmm. It would be, I have proclamations that it was officially love your body day in the city of West Hollywood. However, when you have the city over you and when you have an organization, it comes with a cost. Because um, mm-hmm. I would have to meet with the, uh, like, the council women or, or whatever advisory group, and there were complaints. There were complaints that I made Love Your Body Day into a fat event. And why are all <laughs> fat people there? And even somebody in my organization was like, well, if it's Love Your Body Day, why is everybody there over 100 pounds? And so, you know, (laughs) over the time, the fashion show, you know, became more mainstream. Like, towards the end, all the models were a size 14. Like, I still had a plus-size fashion show, but I was trying to compromise to make people happy. But, you know, it wasn't what I wanted. It was stressing me out. And if it's supposed to be Love Your Body Day for all shapes and sizes, I shouldn't have been getting that kind of criticism. So anybody that knows me personally knows I believe in mental health. I do not have mm-hmm. time to be having no nervous breakdown. Hello. <laughs> I was stressed out. I was volunteering. So yes. I was like, you know what? I can come back and do the same thing under Shanice Lewis Productions. I I mean, it's good to have all that support and it's good to have all that, but I'd rather have something that's totally my vision with a community that supports what I do. So, yeah. you know, it, it, I did it for six years, and I think, you know, I, I maximized what I could out of it. it. It gave me more exposure in the city of Los Angeles. I got, you know, international press from it. I, I learned how to be an event producer, a PR person, uh, and everything in between. And, um, you know, I'm grateful for the opportunity, and there's no hard feelings, but I just had to move on to other projects that were more fulfilling to me. And, you know, the thing is that many times when people do um, these events that are body image conscious uh, or self-empowerment for women, many times they don't invite plus-size women to be a part of the conversation. We're oftentimes right. left out completely. And and so it's, you know, and then when we do get involved, it's almost like, oh, it's two or three fat girls here. Uh-uh, it's turned into a fat girl event. And it's like, but we, 
what's wrong with us being here and being present and trying to make sure that women of every size love themselves, whether you're a zero or a 22 or 24 and, and beyond. I think that you should be allowed to participate. And having two or three plus-size women doesn't all of a sudden make an event a big girl event. And that's unfortunate right. to feel that way. And I have people of all shapes and sizes participate in that. The fashion show was just one part of the event. But like I said, if people, you know, don't like people of size, then it doesn't matter what I would have did. It wouldn't have they wouldn't have been pleased. And then this is another reason why when people in the plus community uh, complain about models being too small, I never say that. You know, I just like to see a variety because I know with Love Your Body Day, I went down to model size 12 and 14, and they still were complaining to me why the model is 100 pounds overweight. So I'm sitting here trying to defend size 12, 14 models. So, you know, I think, Nobody should criticize anybody, and we should just all work together to bring change. Oh, yeah. And, I, you know, I have been um, myself very critical of the plus fashion industry, so to speak, um, because of the fact that they tend to use the smaller models and really broadcast them and forget about the larger size girls. It's not that I want girls that are a size 16 or below not to be seen, I'm saying in addition to them, I think that for me, I can't look at a 12 or a 14 and figure out how the clothes are going to look on me. And it's just, it's unfortunate that, you know, for industry that's saying celebrating size but still ignoring people of a certain size, it confuses you because it's like you want me to buy your clothes. I'm good enough to spend my dollars with you, but when it comes to your marketing and your promotion, you only want to use girls that are more aesthetically pleasing um, by societal standards. So I just want to range. I think, and I think the right. same for straight size modeling. I think I think for straight size modeling, you know, having a size zero or a two, what is the girl that's a size eight or a ten supposed to do? You know, what's wrong with having a girl that's a size 8 being a straight-size model instead of having her be a plus-size model. I think that whole thing needs to change. But I do commend you for Love Your Body Day. Um, you represented every size and I and every color. That's another thing. When you deal with a lot of plus-size um, industry things, you know, African-American women in particular have been the ones that have been known to be the most um, – proud of their curves and um, celebratory when it comes to size. But then when you look at mainstream plus size industry things, especially with fashion, many times you won't see a woman of color, not even a, a Latina at all. And it always bothers me that there isn't more diversity, even when it comes to the mainstream events. So you made a conscious effort to do that. So you, you've got to give us a Shanice Lewis production that is somewhat similar to Love Your Body Day. You have to do it because you're one of the only people trying to make sure that everybody is heard. Yeah, and I do believe in diversity. Like, I don't I do not do anything unless all races are represented, all sizes are represented, because that's just something I stand for, loving your body. And that's for yes. women from size 2 to 32, everybody. Yes, everybody. And, and I always was confusing when I would see plus-size events, and it would say, celebrating the Kirby girls, size 12 to 24. And I'm like, so, that, so if I'm a 26, does that mean I can't come? Y'all going to stop me at the door like, uh-uh, you can't come here. And it's like we we put so many limitations and definitions on it. It just it's confusing, and sometimes it really um, backfires and doesn't make being in the plus industry as fun as and as it should be, you know. But that's just my opinion. I just I think more positivity. What's how to start having more positivity is making it a place that is all inclusive and not being so uh, separated and sided. I agree. Yeah. And, you know, I want to segue into uh, the fact that talking about diversity, um, you yourself now, um, you as a body image advocate, you're not just dealing with plus size issues. You're working with BETA as well. Am I pronouncing it well, right? Or should I say BETA? Yeah, Mm -hmm. Binge Eating Disorder Association. 
And I know that uh, recently you did a Twitter chat that was specifically geared towards African-American women and um, and their uh, involvement with eating disorders. How did you come about being a, an ambassador for them? Well, in 2010, um, when I did the new campaign with Whitney Thompson, that got so much press and media attention. You know, we were on E! News Extra, so it, it exposed me to a, a, a wider audience. And people just started connecting with me, reaching out to me. And one of the communities that reached out to me um, was the eating disorder community. Um mm-hmm. And they love the message of loving your body, and they love the message of being confident in the skin that you're in. And um, one of the ladies introduced me to um, the woman that started the Binge Eating Disorder Association, and she was like, have you ever heard of binge eating disorder? So I I never actually myself had an eating disorder or um, a negative relationship with food, but it was just that they liked the idea of having a positive uh, role model um, Mm -hmm. for the ladies that are struggling. And so, you know, through my connection with them, I learned that uh, a lot of plus-size women have eating disorders. And when I learned that myself, I was shocked because you automatically assume that somebody with an eating disorder is a size zero or a size two, but that's not true. And uh, a lot of plus-size women um, have binge eating disorder. And I was like, oh, my God, well, a lot of plus-size women have this disorder. This is a community that I serve. So I was like, it's only right that I would, uh, you know, get on the train and help create awareness about this. And, um, you know, I really like working with the eating disorder community, a lot of the times when I go to their events, I'm the only, not only the only plus size girl, but the only black girl. And so Mm -hmm. that's why, um, you know, they're trying to create initiatives to reach out to women of color, um, women of different shapes and sizes, and be all inclusive, because eating disorders is something that affects male, females, all shapes and sizes. Um, People just need to be more educated about it. Definitely. So now what would you say to someone who would feel as though, you know, how would you not know that a plus-size woman has an eating disorder when overeating in itself is an eating disorder and that's how you get to be plus-size? Because I read those types of things online all the time, especially even through my work when I go and speak about body image and um, self-esteem workshops for young girls and young women the thought in that community for the most part is that overeating um, and binge eating go directly hand in hand so that if somebody is 100 pounds overweight or more, of course they have an eating disorder. Their relationship with food is automatically there's something wrong there. How do you respond to that? Well, you know, I don't want to act like I'm a, a doctor and, 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 and know uh, everything about it, but I will say, you know, from going to the conference, from what I understand, like if you eat, you know, too much at a meal or go get seconds and you're a little full, that's not what binge eating disorder is. Right. Uh, they described it as, you know, really binging and eating food to the point where you're sick, hiding food mm-hmm. in your room, um, feeling guilty about it and depressed. Like, it's on a whole other level. Right. Um, so, you know, I don't I, – I know you can gain weight from being a, a binge eater, but, you know, I don't I – don't, necessarily think every plus size woman is a binge eater. It's just a, an individual thing that you would have to yes. – you know, check into and research about. Right. And and that's the thing. I think that many uh, people that are critics of things like that don't know. They don't know binge eating. They don't know what anorexia is. They don't know truly what overeating is and what it, you know, if you, uh, for me, myself, dealing with uh, organizations like this and working, just reading the description of, 
Overeaters Anonymous and what they feel like you should basically check off this list. And if you say yes to one or more of these things, more than likely you are an overeater. That would go across the board for many people no matter what size. And I think people look down on plus size women sometimes, but it's like just because somebody is a size two or four does not mean they're not an overeater or a binge eater. Like sometimes it goes the other way where people assume that, based on how you look and your size, that means you automatically have a problem. And the core of it all is, you know, why I'm involved in the organization is because they want, you know, a positive role model to show that you can be confident at any size because a lot of it has to do with um, having low self-esteem mm-hmm. and, you know, they have a lot of guilt and shame around the way they, they look and, Sometimes you're feeding different issues. So, um, you know, I, I just definitely think it's something to to educate the plus-size community about. Right. And what do you um, – I know for you confidence is, is it's just built in. It's a natural thing. It's just who you are. But are they are there days when Shanice Lewis wakes up and like, mm, I'm not feeling that cute today? And if you are having those days, what do you do to pick yourself up and to keep it moving? Um, you know, I think I'm really weird. I don't really have bad days in in terms <laughs> of outer appearance. Like if mm-hmm. I have a bad day. It's about business. I'm like, man, yes. I ain't booked <laughs> or you know, I I need to get on top of this. I'm I think about business. I don't think about weight. I don't think about anything that doesn't matter. I just dream, sleep, eat business and my career. So yes. So yeah. so if you're all about business, then does that mean there's no time for love? I had to sleep <laughs> that in there. I mean, I, um, I, I had to get that in there. I need to know, I mean, you dating, you got a boyfriend, what what, what you doing out there in L.A.? Because I know when I come out to L.A., um, you already know I'm boy crazy, and I see cute men everywhere. And I'm like, if I lived here, I I, I would be pregnant my first week living here. It's going to be a problem. I don't know how those of y'all out there stay, have good behavior being in L.A. because to me, the men are really hot. Well, they might be hot, but a lot of them are cuckoo. So, <laughs> oh, I, they crazy in LA too. I thought it was just New York, girl. Uh, well, I am single, and you know I'm open to a relationship if a nice guy comes along. You know, I do mm-hmm. eventually want to get married and have kids one day, but until then, I am focused on my career. Do you think? Um, it's hard for men to understand a woman like you that is so much about business first. Like, does the entrepreneur and you get in the way of you having a really active dating life, or is it? Do you think they're men kinda, out there? It's kind of hard because you know, since I'm in entertainment, sometimes I meet people in in entertainment too, and sometimes Mm -hmm. when you're doing similar things, they try and think of it as a competition and, you know, and get jealous. Um, Mm -hmm. So it would have to be like a a secure, confident man that supports my career and supports what I'm doing, or maybe somebody way more famous than me and it wouldn't be that problem. (laughs) Yeah, that's me too, girl. I'm like, let me get me an old rich man, honey, so I ain't got to do none of this work no more. Let me sit up for a while and just relax and do nothing, get my hair did and my nails did. Even if Um, I married a rich man, I would still be hustling. I just like to be doing stuff. So if I married a rich man, I would take some money and start some new businesses. Exactly. And, I mean, really, I'm just playing because I think – it's either in you or it's not, and I'm definitely um, all focused on business. And right now I'm really trying to make some major moves with my career, which means that sometimes um, love may take a back seat. But it doesn't, I feel, make me less of a woman or anything like that. It's just right now the goal is getting things done. And I know, you know, you're from um, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. My parents are both born and raised in Louisiana, um, so those – you know, down home values sometimes come into play. I'm I'm a Southern girl by default. I, I wasn't raised there, but I spent a large portion of my life um, in your area, in Baton Rouge, in New Orleans, 
And um, I don't know. I feel like my parents sometimes don't get me. Do your parents get the entrepreneur in you, or have they started pressuring you for a husband and a baby yet? Oh, no. My parents support me 100%. They are my biggest cheerleaders. I would have Mm -hmm. none of my accomplishments without my mother and father. I'm the only child. I talk to my parents on the phone every day, sometimes three times a day. Um, You know, my mom is on my Facebook reading everything, and she gives a thumbs up to everything on my Facebook page. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they are not. My mama, you know, told me to focus on my career. And actually, you know, my mama had me when she was 35. So I'm not even 35 years old yet. So, you know, my mama is always like, you know, become financially stable before you have kids and a family. And, you know, and, you know, so there's no pressure, pressure at all. She pushes me to to keep going with my career. And then sometimes, like in L.A., sometimes I get discouraged and upset, and my daddy would be like, keep going. If you keep pushing, mm-hmm. something's going to hit. So they like, keep going. They encourage me. They motivate me. And I'm very, very blessed. Yeah, I mean, it's, it makes all the difference, you know, when you have uh, family and, you know, loved ones that have your back and are in your corner, but especially parents because although my parents I mean they'll do anything for me they support me they will be my biggest cheerleaders to the end of time but the comedy thing they just don't get my parents are like you got a master's degree you should be a professor somewhere why aren't you doing something different but I've always just been very creative and artistic and that part of me they don't get, but they still support right. me and love me, which means that I can still be successful at what I do because no matter what, I can always call home or go home and get the love right. I need to recharge, you know. And having family support is really important as far as instilling uh, morals and values in me on what projects to pick and what things I can do and won't do because, you know, I have to make decisions before, yeah. you know, if something was something that could conflict with my brand or something I wasn't sure about, my dad would be like, look, you don't have to do nothing you don't want to do. You can come back home anytime. So, you know, that's good to know that sometimes people get so thirsty and desperate mm-hmm. that they will lower yeah. their standards. And that's something I don't have to worry about. You know, I'm pursuing a career. I would love to be a household name, but I'm not going to be the bottom of the barrel and break my moral and values to get there. So we will not be seeing a Shanice Lewis sex tape anywhere anytime soon, I I guess. No, you won't. No, you won't. All right. (laughs) So I can rest easy now. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, I, I I think it is important that People know who they are, and if it can't, if if, people, if somebody can't be as blessed or as fortunate enough to have a mom and daddy or siblings that are there for them, you gotta pull it from within ultimately, and you've gotta know right. who you are and know your self worth and make a determination from day one. What is your price? We all have a price that you have to set and say, when it gets to this that is too far. I'm not going to do it. And it it makes all the difference because that's why we can even be where we are. We may not have Beyonce or Oprah's money, but we're very happy. And we can look at our careers and be very proud of what we've done versus a girl who, like you say, is thirsty, not only just for career, but even relationships sometimes. Some women are so thirsty just to have a man or have a partner that they forego their dreams just so they can say they have somebody. And um, Right. You know, it's, I'm, I I think you are a big inspiration in that way. And, yeah, we're friends, and, of course, I'm always going to big you up. But just as a woman on the outside looking in, your focus and determination and the way you go about doing things really does inspire me. I always tell you that I think you are the marketing media, social media genius of the world. The way you present your stuff, the way you handle your business, it's really good. And, and if somebody would just sit back and study what you do, it could really help. They don't need to copy what you do. They need to be their own person. But the way the Shanice Lewis brand, I think you, um, you've done a great job with uh, making sure that it is tried and true to who you are. 
Well, so, thank you, thank and you I appreciate that. that. And I will tell somebody in a minute, I don't want to do that because that's a conflict of my brand. And some people laugh at me and think I'm being difficult, but I mean it. I have a brand that I am building, and certain things fit and certain things don't. And if you don't understand, then, you know, I just can't do business with you. And, yes, it is that serious. Okay. Well, speaking of things, <laughs> you have let me know, so I, I know now. I, I, I won't come with you with nothing crazy because it's like Shanice is not rolling with me. <laughs> but, no, I, I think um, that's something we all need to do. And the truth of the matter is everybody has a brand. You're selling something. You're marketing something, whether you are trying to be in entertainment like we are and or hosting or modeling or whether you want to be a doctor or even a school teacher or a stay-at-home mom. The way you present yourself and who you are, it is a brand, so to speak, no matter what. And you've got to figure out what you're selling and um and what your price is. And some people sell out for much lower than other people do, and, and others don't sell out at all. And I'm, I, I'm not worried about being the most popular if I have to sacrifice my soul and my integrity. It's not that serious. Um, Hallelujah. But, yes. But I do want to know, like, so with all the things you got going on, how is the natural hair movement now playing a part in your brand? Well, you know, one of the things uh, I'm trying to do with my brand is expand it. You know, I think – uh, a lot of people know me in the plus industry, and I got the podcast is ongoing, so I'm pretty good in the plus industry. So I'm expanding to other areas such as eating disorder, such as natural hair, and you know other things that'll come up. And so as far as the natural hair becoming really, really popular, you know I, I, I already had natural hair um, before. I mean I was wearing it under weaves and extensions, but it's not like I was growing out my hair when it became popular. So I just really, you know, embraced it, and, and, and I didn't think about it. Actually, I have a quick story. So I was doing Love Your Body Day video one year. One year I did a video, and I was saying I love myself, blah, 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 and I had this new fresh weave, and it was like bone straight, and I didn't have any curls in it because I think I was doing a photo shoot or something the next day. So somebody had put something kind of sideways under the video, was like, well, if she loves herself so much, why she had that straight weave in her hair? And I was like, what does that have to do with anything? You know, at the time, I was like, that's stupid. What does my hair have to do with my body and my self-esteem? Because I always thought of hair as an accessory. I didn't think mm-hmm. of it as a part of my body, if that makes sense. But, you know, yes. as I did research more and internalized it more, the, the, the aha moment for me is, like, I'm not against weaves, I'm not against extension or wigs, because, of course, you know, I'm, you know, somewhat in the fashion industry. But the problem was that I wouldn't be caught dead in public with my natural hair in its natural right. face. That was the problem, that wearing my natural hair wasn't even an option and was something that I thought was ugly and uh, was ashamed of. So when I realized that, then that was the aha moment that connected to me was like, oh, I get it. It's a part of loving your body because it's a part of you and not altering your look uh to, to look like somebody else. So now I get it. It's it's a part of my brand now because, I mean, I I group it with loving your body and confidence and self-esteem now. Yeah. And you know what? That is one thing, you know, even um, when I go to these uh, body empowerment events and, and places where they're talking about self-esteem and body image, and just like you, when I go, I'm typically the only black girl in the room um, and especially the only comic in the room that, uh, in addition to, you know, doing funny stuff, will also talk about real serious issues. But one thing I stress to those audiences is that when it comes to a black woman loving her body, it's more than just the size of her hips and whether or not she's on the cover of magazines. It's the complexion. Oh, yeah. The, and it's her hair. It's all those things. So our um, 
many times we're not included in the conversation and then we're not having them amongst ourselves. And that's why I'm so proud about this natural hair movement because I've been wearing my hair natural for years. Um, and I use the weaves and, and, and braids and stuff like that as protective style, so to speak, um, right. for my hair. But I've always rock my hair out even when it wasn't the popular thing to do. And it feels good to see these women, they're having like budding careers online from having plus hair blogs and video um, uh, websites and things of that nature. And so I'm, I'm very excited to see how you're about to get involved in that because if you have already taken the plus stuff by storm, the natural hair, I can't wait to see what you're about to do. We're about to have a Shanice uh, natural hair network pretty soon. <laughs> um so I'm glad you're doing that. And I know before we wrap up later, I would love you to tell us about um, an event you have going up actually in your hometown uh, dealing with uh, natural hair. Because your hair is beautiful. I, I mean, it's so long and thick. I don't know why you don't you weren't wearing it out. I don't even know how you would think your hair isn't gorgeous. Right. And, you know, that's the part about self-love and confidence. So yeah. anyway, you know, I do have some natural hair events. Actually, I was confirmed for one today. It hasn't been announced yet, but uh, Marie Denae is hosting Curves, Curls, Curves, and Cocktails April 6th in San Francisco, and so I'm going to be a part of that event. Um, so I'll be coming there uh, to support Marie and to be a part of a panel. And then I'm going home to my hometown in Baton Rouge um, for uh, an event for the International Natural Hair Meetup Day. And the International Natural Hair Meetup Day is like a national movement, and there will be natural hair events all over the country on that mm-hmm. day. You know, there'll be stuff in New York, L.A., and everywhere in between. And so I'm hosting the one in Baton Rouge. I'm excited because... This is the first event I'm hosting in my hometown. You know, I go home uh, and then I go to the Essence Festival in New Orleans, but I'm not from New Orleans. People always say I'm from New Orleans. I'm from Baton Rouge. There's two mm-hmm. totally different cities. It's close. It's driving distance, but it's two different cities. So I'm excited to be hosting an event in Baton Rouge. And, um, you know, always just keep up with my website and and sign up for my email blast and you always keep up. But before we go, I have a very, very big announcement to make. Okay. So, you know, uh, I'm always one for taking my career in my own hands, and I don't wait for anybody to hand me an opportunity. I create opportunities for myself. So (laughs) this year I'm moving forward with the Shanice Lewis Show, which I okay. will be executive producer of, is coming on uh, national television. I'm in the process of um, getting it funded. And so if you're listening and you're a corporate sponsor, you'll get some information about it this week because I need some money. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, you know, I have the producer, the production team, the studio, everything is ready to go. And, you know, just follow my website and my social networks. But the Shanice Lewis show is almost ready to hit the airwaves. That's awesome. I mean, tell me what is the show going to be about? Well, since it's the Shanice Lewis show, it doesn't necessarily have to be all about plus-size things, but since mm-hmm. that is my core audience, that's going to be a big part of the show because that's a big part of me and who I am. So, uh, you know, it'll be interviews. It can be, you know, fashion segments and, you know, everything in between. So just just be on the, the lookout for more information when I'm ready to, to give more details. Okay. I'm very happy for you. Are you, I know you're excited about it, but are you nervous at all? Or, like, what has your whole process been about, been like with coming to um, the conclusion that you're going to do a show? Um, I just like to take things in my own hands and just always looking for ways to propel my career. And I just don't believe in sitting at home waiting for somebody to, 
to make it happen for me. And everything I've done, I'm kind of self-made, and, you know, I'm very proud of that. I'm very proud of being an innovator, doing things first, and, you know, I just want to just keep doing it and just getting bigger and better. Okay. Now, I have to ask you, um, because, I mean, I don't know if you even know how big your fan base is that it's not plus size, but my skinny girls follow you, too, and they always keep up with what you're doing. And one thing that they all say is your pictures on social media always look amazing. And they're like, Shanice, like, they want to know, like, what are you doing? How do you, what's your personal style? How do you choose things you're going to do? Do you have a stylist? Do you, I mean, what makeup artists do you work with? Like, how do you pull it all together? What are you doing? Like, just give us a little insight into you and your style. Well, you know what? I am not like a fashion fashionista. Like I'm not Marie, the curvy fashionista, and like yeah, nobody is Marie. Nobody is Marie. Marie is the creme de la creme. Right, but I'm using the comparison to mean like I don't sleep and breathe fashion. I like to be fashionable, but like you know, I know my friends that are fashion bloggers. They Google fashion designers and they look at clothes mm-hmm. all the time. I mean, I ain't, I don't do all that. I just like to look presentable um, when I'm in public. <laughs> so in the house, it don't matter. <laughs> but well, I mean, you um, always look you always look awesome. Well, thank you, and I mean, I just, I, I think I'm just trendy. I just like to keep up with the trends, and, you know, I just, I, you know, I think of myself as a public figure, so I, when I go to events, I know I just have to represent, so I just try to, I mean, I don't research looks. I don't look through fashion magazines. I just do what feels good and makes me look good and feel good, and that's that's the key. Okay. Well, I mean, a lot of these so-called fashion bloggers and experts are not because I'm I'm hearing them using stuff like vintage. They're like, oh, this is vintage. Uh, Payless. It's like, dude, pro wings are not vintage. You need to step up your knowledge of what is style and what is vintage. And I love the fact though that plus size bloggers. And people like you that aren't even necessarily plus size blogger but stay on top of trends are really like controlling the fashion blogging industry right now. Like the plus uh, bloggers to me set the bar so high that even some of the straight size bloggers can't keep up with it. So I'm enjoying watching the ladies like you and Marie and others that are um, really getting the word out there about plus fashion and what looks good. So keep looking good, Shanice. And before we go, because we got to get ready to wrap up. Um, Give me some more information about what you've got coming up and how people can contact you. Of course, this is your show, and we know they can tune in here, but where else can we find you? Um, Well, I'm definitely all over social media, so follow me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter, and please follow me on Instagram because I need to build up my Instagram because I was team BlackBerry for the longest. I love my BlackBerry. so. I'll take to this Instagram game a little late. So please follow me on Instagram, and I'm learning how to post more on Instagram. But, um, you know, I'm on Tumblr. And, oh, and I want to say, too, I have a meetup group now for the Los Angeles Plus community. So if you're in, live in Los Angeles or in the surrounding areas, I created this uh, group that we can meet and network. Because a part of me is uh, helping others and, you know, helping others expand their brands and doing their business. I know, you know, when I help others, it makes my network grow. And I know when I help others, I'll I'll be blessed. So I'm always trying to help people and support people whatever I can with the podcast, with the group, with just, you know, reposting something. So, you know, hit me up. I'm friendly because I am a southern girl, not a city yes. girl. So I am, <laughs> I am very, really, very friendly and approachable. Yes. You are feeling inappropriate, but you also don't take no mess and don't call her about making no sex tapes because she ain't gonna do it. And on that <laughs> note, I wanna say I, here's to you and five more years of Plus Model Radio. I hope you continue to grow and continue to do amazing things. Much love to you, Shanice. Thank you so much for uh, being a pillar in the plus-size community and being larger than life. 
because many people don't have the courage to do it, and you do, and you keep shining. And because of that, I love you, and I commend you, and I wish you many more years of success, not only with Plus Model Radio, but with whatever your endeavors are. So thank you. Well, thank you. You are a fabulous guest host today. Yay! All right, thank you. Well, I, I do my sign out. I want to thank Shanice for coming on the show this evening and allowing me to come and guest host. Tune in next week where Shanice will have more plus industry professionals and stories that will inspire you and keep you connected to the Kirby community. If you want to be a guest on our show, visit the website at plusmodelradio.com. And if you haven't already, join the fan page on Facebook com plus model radio. Thank you, Shanice. You are amazing. Thank you guys for tuning in today and much love to you all. Until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed. I love you guys.